Now for part two on documenting dreams. What group of people do you hope to inspire? Ah, so naturally you want to inspire the younger population. So this part, uh, I think sometimes I get confused with inspiring and impacting. Mm. Um, you know, I love, I love my babies and my older people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when I think of inspiring, I'm like, I'm not really inspiring older people, but I want to impact older people to, I want them to know that, you know, your fight was not in vain. Um, I see you. I appreciate you. This is what your fight made me. Mm. Um, This is what you helped to create in me. I think when I think about inspiring, yeah, I want to inspire young women. Um, in what seems like a male-dominated world. I want to inspire young women, maybe young people in general. Um, It doesn't have to be women. I think I went to women naturally because I'm a woman Mm -hmm. and I have daughters. But I think also for my son, I I want them to be, have a spirit of determination. Don't let somebody tell you what you can and cannot do. Mm -hmm. Um, And in this world, people will. Um, I think um, I want to inspire people to be their own person. You you brought up Maya Angelou earlier, and one of my favorite quotes of hers, because that one that you brought up was one of my favorites, but one of my favorite quotes was, when people show you who they are, believe them. Mm-hmm. And I think that was like a big, big thing for me um, growing up, because when you grow up, you know, you you want people to like you. You want you want to be cool with people, or you may not want to be cool with people. I think one of the biggest things I had to learn was believing who people were and meeting them where they were, mm-hmm. and if I needed to, leaving them where they were. Mm-hmm. So I think that I want to inspire people. That was a big part of me finding me. Like mm-hmm. I'm okay at this point in my big age. Mm-hmm. with somebody not liking me. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with somebody not knowing me. I'm okay with somebody not wanting to talk to me. And I'm okay with somebody wanting to talk to me, wanting to hear from me, wanting to learn from me. I'm okay either way mm-hmm. because I'm okay with meeting you where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think that once you get to that point where you know who you are, I feel like <laughs> there are no limits. There's no box anybody can put you in. And I feel like that's the biggest thing that I would like to inspire people, period. I -hmm. think women or, or, I mean, young ladies or boys Mm -hmm. and having a respect for yourself that if you respect yourself, you won't allow anybody else to disrespect you. You'll, Mm. You'll require a certain level of respect. You'll require, um, a certain level of um I guess attention that you allow into your world into your space um and I think that I guess it would be I started out with young women I think young women or or men Hmm. yeah I think there's opportunities no matter if it's the opposite sex or not right you you have an opportunity to have some type of impact you know 
let's take you know gender race it doesn't matter there's an opportunity to impact and inspire like you said right. um i like the fact that you use both impact and inspire and you define a difference for you and um just made me think a lot of things you know when we while we are on this earth we need to use our time wisely and you know that includes the people that we meet that includes the time that we spend with ourselves you know the time we spend with family and I think as we age, we start to see the value in that, you know, and the work for me personally has been in this season has been that very thing. Like, you know, show up as who you are. They can take you or leave you. And, you know, one of my, if I could be vulnerable for a moment, one of my areas of growth is people pleasing. And I didn't realize what impact that was having on me until I got much older. You know, because for me, it felt like I was, you know, being a servant leader or, you know, and sometimes you got to recognize the difference. So you should be a servant leader, but everybody is not going to be receptive to those things that you are sharing with them or that, you know, of all the giving, you know, I, w- I always knew that I would give too much too soon, but I didn't, mm-hmm. but I thought it was okay, you know, because that's who I am. You know what I mean? I, I'm a giver. And, you know, being able to find that balance was a thing that I had to work on and I still work on today. Much better, I feel, than I was before because before I didn't even know. <laughs> like, I didn't even realize that's what I was doing. And I think you also got to put people in your life to bring that thing out of you. And if you are willing to be vulnerable, which is where I'm, I, get, I do become proud of myself, which is going to lead me to the next question. I've come proud of myself because I allowed myself to be vulnerable in that place because I wanted mm-hmm. to be better, you know? So, you know, there's some things you're like, I absolutely know this about myself. What is that thing that you know about yourself and nobody could ever tell you like, no, actually it's this. You know, sometimes people try to talk you into things about yourself. Um, <laughs> what is that? What is that thing that people cannot talk you out of about yourself? Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. I am what I am I am who I am. The the thing like I said before, I, I am very determined. There's like if I have something set in my mind then I'm going for it. Um I just think that I don't know. Just say yeah. it. Whatever it is, just say it. Yeah. Look, look, I'm like, I mean, this is a safe place. <laughs> oh, 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 I know. I know. <laughs> oh, I know. I just think that, like, if something about myself, um, I'm, I, I just am who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm that, I'm, I'm just going to be, I'm, I'm inquisitive. I'm just going to be, um, I'm going to ask you questions. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to, I'm going to talk. I'm going to, I'm going to, um, talk to you, whether you want to talk to me or not. Most of the time, um, I'm going to be that, I'm that person that will talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're somebody that's living on the streets or if you're, I mean, somebody's CEO, owner, billionaire, it doesn't matter. Um, I just, I'm, I am who I am. I, I get a lot. Um, I think when I moved to Philly, I got, um, 
I got I got talked about a lot. Like you said, they always pick with you about being sensitive. Mm-hmm. I got picked on a lot for being, you know, what they call Joe familiar. Because I talk to people. Mm-hmm. I talk to anybody. Like it's not it's not a matter of, oh, I'm trying to, you know, get in your pants. I'm trying to get something from you. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. Yeah. It's just I am who I am. And I just don't think that, you know, that's something that people can change about me and I think mm. even like getting married in my like mid like late 20s I said mid mm-hmm. late 20s um and having to grow up with another person mm. I think like my husband will tell you I am who I am like mm. you know you're growing with somebody you're growing up in yourself I think um some things you're willing to compromise um, some things you're willing to lean in on, you know, for the better, of, like for the whole, for the whole of the marriage. Mm-hmm. And then some things you're like, I mean, you got to take me as I am. I yeah. am who I am. Yeah. Um, and who I am is I'm an introvert that acts as an extrovert. I'm a social butterfly, but I like, I'm also a loner. Mm-hmm. Um, I like my me time. I like being by myself sometimes, but I also like clowning. I like, you know, talking junk. I like laughing. I like being around people. Um, I I am a leader, um, whether I got somebody following me or not. Um, if it's something that I feel is right, I'm going to stand on it. Um, I'm not afraid to be unliked. Um, I don't think that's something people are going to change about me um and 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 I don't feel like I have to prove myself to anybody I just feel like if it's something that I feel like I need to do and you don't feel like I can do it it's not really me proving it to you it's just okay you don't feel like I can do it but I'm gonna do it Mm. so I just think the word to describe me is determined and I don't think anybody's going to take that away and I just think I'm just it's just me (laughs) yeah I hear that so you said a couple of things that you know made me think you said we'll talk about two different things one being a leader on your own that's something you said and that just really stuck out to me what does that look like what does it mean for you personally for me it means that Everybody's not going to see your vision. Everybody's not going to agree with you. Mm-hmm. And at this stage of the game, I learned that everybody's not meant to come with you mm-hmm. in wherever you're going. It may not be for everybody else. It may something, some paths in life, you may be walking on your own because mm-hmm. it might be you and God. It might be something that you're meant to mm-hmm. see, develop, um, follow through with. It may not be for anyone else but you. Um, you have to know that you have to see that and you have to be willing to walk anyways. Um, I feel like everything isn't meant for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I feel like, I mean, some things people will follow you or people or you or people will see mm-hmm. and they will, you know, take those steps with you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that point leads me to the next thing you said, you know, y'all had to, you and your husband had to grow up together or that was part of the work. Right. And I say this all the time because me and um, Jerry moved away and people like, so, you know, how did that work? Why did y'all move? I said, we needed to grow up. 
<laughs> we didn't know it till we got here. And that right. was our reality that we needed to grow up because, you know, we same similar to you, we got married, you know, turning 30 or, you know, getting very close to 30. And right. which was not traditionally, you know, a thing for our, the previous gen- generation, our parents, they got married young or, you right. know, they were engaged or with somebody, you know, at a very young age. And so for us, that was the difference. We waited later. We had kids later, you know, they did everything we call it old to some degree because we were waiting to, you know, do certain things before we, you know, went down that path. But what are some things that you had to grow up from or grow grow into together? Um, for one, um, I'm still Deborah's only child. So, um, and I'm still very much a loner. So sharing my space. Not just sharing, you know, everybody wants to be like, oh, only children, they so selfish, they this, they that, yada, yada, yada. I'm not really selfish, but I am a little selfish sometimes with my space, mm. um, where I will need to take some time for me um, so that I can be better for you. Mm. But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I think we had to grow up as far as like compromising. Like, like I, I grew up with a single parent, but I was spoiled, but I was spoiled, but self-sufficient. Like mm. I grew up learning to do things on my own. So um, one of the biggest things is I am big on, you know, being self-sufficient, being independent, but I am also big on letting your person be the person for you. Um, letting them, as some people would say, you know, let a man be a man. That's what old people say. Let a man <laughs> be a man or yeah. whatever. I, I agree. You know, mm-hmm. you have to be willing to allow people to be there for you or you can't complain about it when mm-hmm. they're not because you want to be superwoman with no, no offense. I mean, everybody, we all have superwoman in us, but superwoman needs love and some some time and some energy sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Superwoman needs to be checked on too. You know what I'm saying? And if you're going through life like, oh, oh I need nobody. I can do everything on my own. And, mm-hmm. You know, I had, to, I had to learn that. Yeah. As you get tired, you get overwhelmed, you get burnt out. Quick. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so just letting your person be a be that person for you. Um, mm. It doesn't mean you're giving you're you're less independent. You know mm. you're less of superwoman. Yeah. Um, I think learning how to I don't want to say fight, but learning how to disagree fairly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, productive arguments. That's what Ruby D called it. Arguments, which is that. which is hard. You know, it was hard. Yeah. Um, I tell people all the time when people say, Ooh, how is married life? How is marriage? I say, marriage, and I and this is another one sounding like the old people. Marriage is not for the weak and weary. <laughs> it is work. Oh, man. It's work. Yeah. Um, it's work in communication. Because mm-hmm. like, if you're getting married young or if you're even getting married, you know, like we said, we got married closer to 30. Like you're still having to learn to communicate. You're having to learn to communicate effectively. You're having to learn how to communicate using somebody's love language. You're not having to learn how to communicate so somebody can hear you. Not just hear your voice, but hear you. Um, Just figuring out 
how to communicate, how to get this man to hear the words <laughs> that come out of my mouth. <laughs> um, and and vice sure. versa. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. Yeah. You might not be saying something I want to hear at that time. Yeah. But maybe I'll pick it back up in maybe like an hour. Right. You know, um, just trying to figure out how to love you in your vulnerability mm-hmm. when you decide that you're going to be vulnerable extra vulnerable with mm-hmm. that person in your life how to figure out how to support you in that space so yeah. that you feel supported um, yeah. you know just learning people's language all the way around because mm-hmm. how we may feel we're supporting somebody might not be there they, they may not be receiving it as such Mm-hmm. Having to grow together in that instance, um, just how how to how to get past because you know you go through rough spots in your marriage. Yeah. I mean, at least I did. I don't know about most people, yeah. but yeah. most yeah. people, yeah. yeah, you go through rough spots. <laughs> in your marriage. So learning how to get back to liking yeah. that person, yeah. learning how to like the person that they've grown to be. Oh. You know, like you're going through phases of yeah. you're growing up. Shoot, I might you might be different from when I first met you. And when we first got married, I might not like the person you growing up to be. Mm-hmm. Um, learning how to receive that person mm-hmm. and be married to that person. Because yeah. who you marry is not who you're going to be married to 16, 20, 50 years down the line. Or Maybe. they steal the person. Or they steal the person. That's that part where they still the person <laughs> and you and you're not <laughs> that part you're like yeah. mm. so why does this growth scale seem imbalanced yes. oh because it is mm-hmm. it's it's rarely ever a, well look at me oh it sounded like our parents <laughs> it's rarely ever I feel like it's rarely ever like a 50 50 mm-hmm. um, because I mean, shoot, sometimes it's 100 and zero. Sometimes mm. it's 70 and 30. Yeah. Sometimes it's 60 and 40. And when I say 100 and zero, and I do mean zero, because like yeah. you just said, as women, how are we giving when we have nothing left else to give? That's when you got to lean into somebody else like, I, I don't have it. Yeah. Um, I don't For have sure. I don't have it. For sure. Yeah. So that, and that village is so important. I know I think about, you know, when we're experiencing rough patches and the people, if we go back to that lineup, the people that we chose to stand beside us when we, you know, gave our vows were so important to us. And they were so important because those are the people that are supposed to hold you accountable in your marriage. You know, those you choose those people very carefully. And, you know, when people look at who's standing beside you or they ask or they're wondering, you know, I I take it very seriously when I see people getting married. I see who is standing beside them. And sometimes I'm wondering, I'm like, no, I hope they chose wisely. Because those are the people that they're going to need to lean on when it gets thick. There'll be others, right? But this person has agreed to and been appointed in some ways, you know, to not talk you, tell you to jump off that cliff, you know, to stay sticking there and do the work. Um, What I've learned is that those individuals are doing their own work, which makes me feel good about the work we're doing. (laughs) The more and more we talk, you know, to the, you know, my my matron of honor, uh, which which was my best friend, my maid of honor was my sister, my other best friend, and 
you know, Jerry's best men. Those were genuinely people who we knew, and even the other individuals in the lineup, if you will. But those people specifically agreed to take on a major task. Mm-hmm. And they were not chosen chosen lightly. Um, mm-hmm. And so, um, kind of lost my point for saying that. But essentially, you know, you when you're growing in this process, you gotta have some people that's gonna grow with you. <laughs> you know, um, and you being so far away, very similar. You know, our stories align in, in very similar ways. Mm-hmm. Are there people that are doing that? Did you find those people easily? Um, being away and then how did you manage when let's say you did, you couldn't reach them because sometimes those people are unreachable too yeah um, so people were all over the place absolutely <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and just because my family is all over the place um, yeah. so yes my uh I believe I think she was she is maid of honor mm-hmm. at the time. Or maybe she was not matron, but um I can't remember. Her husband passed young, so it's matron mm-hmm. or maid. Um, um but yes, she is definitely reachable. She is somebody I talk to. Um I think that I agree with you about the people that are standing beside you as far as marriage. I I do think that a lot of times people don't hold the same level of of accountability when they're choosing that or when they're agreeing to do so. Mm. Um, I will say that I have been blessed, we have been blessed along the way to meet um, people and they were probably older people too. Um, older people who were able to, you know, we were able to communicate with, they were able to, you know, love on us, hold us accountable, um, give us some wisdom along the way, which isn't easy because, mm-hmm. you know, um, this world we live in, sometimes men, especially our black men, aren't really readily wanting to open up and talk to anybody mm-hmm. especially people that they don't know mm-hmm. um i think there were quite a few people in our marriage that um in our marriage in our wedding who we would lean into or mm-hmm. we can lean into or we have leaned into mm-hmm. and then there was others that i think growing up in the marriage we was like we ain't trying to tell our business to them we, <laughs> we, we go through that right yeah mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying we're not there, but I think along the way, um, we have a couple of people that were in our mar- in our wedding that we can like talk to about our issues and that can hold us accountable. And then I think I was, we were, like I said, we were blessed to like meet some people along the way mm-hmm. that, um, that could speak into us and that could give us some insight and different perspectives. And there were people that weren't in our wedding. Like, mm-hmm. you and my brother were not in my wedding, but mm-hmm. I very much lean into y'all. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, people that were surrounding or in attendance and celebrating with us yeah. that, you know, were not in our in our wedding that we yeah. lean into. I think we have been very um, selective in who we 
lean into mm-hmm. as far as our wedding, as far as our marriage, as yeah. far as who we are yeah. growing individually. And we also have been to therapy, which is something else that I don't think that a lot of people, um, (laughs) you know, are read, especially our our black men and sometimes our black women, we're not readily open to going to therapy. Um, And I will say that we we have used therapists in our marriage as well. Um, So it's a beautiful thing. It is. It's, it's somebody, <laughs> listen, I'm several people compared to school all change, and I, I fully agree. You check on it, you make that car, make sure that car is running every three to five months. It is the same in relationships, especially, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a high level of commitment. And so, why wouldn't you want to check in and make sure it's still running and, you know, yeah. the, the wheels are oiled and, you know what I mean? People are feeling. Like they can still push forward <laughs> yes. and grow and, and are willing to do the work, you know, because I think that, and you and I have had this discussion before about, you know, it's the willingness to do the work because it's not easy. And I think that as we inspire and impact generations, because that's part of the reason for, you know, this, this podcast is finding those unique stories to tell or, or stories to tell in general where somebody can pull out something that as Oprah says, lift from the page or they say, oh, I needed to hear that, you know, um, which this time is awesome. And I would love to keep talking because we can talk about all the things and find all the all the ways to inspire and impact on a number of topics. But we do have to close. <laughs> we got other lives and things to do. But this, we're going to close out with this portion of the show. This portion of the show is called Finish This Statement. So I'm going to say, I'm gonna start the statement and you fill in the blank. All right. And you kind of already touched on this, but it, you know, you can add something to it. The first sentence is, I am. I am Paya. 100%. <laughs> yes. My favorite song is. Ribbon in the Sky, Stevie Wonder. My why is why not? Okay. People people think I am, but I am really. People think I'm an introvert, but I'm really. I mean, people think I'm an extrovert, but I'm really an introvert. Mm. One day I'm going to interview somebody who's going to give me a different uh, insertion. <laughs> I'm cracking up. <laughs> Everybody says it, except for maybe one person. Maybe one person said something different. Um, I get really you want nervous. something different? No, no, no. Uh, uh-uh. uh. This supposed to be exactly who you fill it in as soon as it comes to your mind. Okay. <laughs> I get gotcha. really nervous when I think when I'm rushing around, which is ironic because I'm usually late. So um, I'm not, I'm usually, I don't know. I get really nervous like when I'm, I'm rushing mm-hmm. and I don't know why because I'm always rushing. <laughs> so I don't know. That's good. Well, it's funny because the more, every conversation that we have and we don't talk like on a regular, like a schedule or anything. However, when we do talk, I learn about so much, so many things that we have in common, <laughs> which I think is why I feel like you like literally my twin. 
<laughs> my 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 north side twin because there's yeah. so many things that we have in common and you know i have to give you know credit to my husband and the people that have become extended family because mm-hmm. every time i talk to someone that he's introduced and connected me to i'm gonna say it that way because i've met many people from <laughs> you know whatever that the ones that i've stolen from him we have built some important <laughs> relationships and have so many unique things in common. But the thing that makes me feel the best about it is again, doing extraordinary things, but the humility is what I just absolutely love. And every time I talk to someone like you or a couple other people I've met um, that just are doing some things that I feel like are mind blowing. And then for them, it's like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing or for you. But it's still so, it just reminds me of the importance of humility. And I think you are one of the most humble people I know. And I'm grateful that I get to be in your space and in your and, and get to learn from you and hear your voice and get to know more of your story. And I also get to document your dreams on my podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so thank super you. Exciting. And you know I'm the same about you. All yes. of the above and then some. <laughs> Well, I am grateful and I'm so glad you agreed to be on episode eight of Documenting <laughs> Dreams. Again, this is Janelle Haynes, your host. And I have, I'm closing out with Dr. Paya Williams, aka Dr. P, aka Paya Adala, Paya Poo, all the beautiful things <laughs> that describe this wonderful person. Thank you so much for being here once again. And hopefully we can do it again and continue this. Thank story. you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>